0: The, there's a reason the sec is not bringing crypto cases down um is because it's they're getting paid not to or they're jumping ship and joining the other side because they can get paid huge amounts of money to do it leave aside potential bills and you know, legislation to reclassify crypto like you know They're already, they've already tied their own hands uh, with, with, you know, golden handcuffs, right? Like, like they're already just, just, you know, laying down and being like, yeah, more lucrative to not do anything about it. Who cares? Like, this is where the real political power. Uh, and the real influence emerges in crypto. You know, it's not the crypt, it's not the, we love talking about our boy Peter Till, right? But it's not really the Peter Till, like crypto fascist, right? It's the Peter Till, Blake Masters pipeline. It's the, uh, the, the Sam Bankman Freed, uh, Gillibrand pipeline, right? Like, like that's the kind of pipelines of influence, uh, that, that really actually, I think, are going to uh, matter in a material way um, in the world. And and I think a large part of this as well is to not get caught up on either accepting their framings or getting caught up in like only focusing on the really niche uh, stuff. Um, And what I mean by that is that like, one of the things I really like about Noah's piece is that it kind of It reframes our approach and analysis to crypto by historicizing it, right? By being like, what if we analyze this not as a, as a new thing that we've never seen before, but what if we analyze this as The savings and loan crisis of the eighties and nineties, right? Like, what, what if, what if we took it on that ground? What could, what, you know, what kind of mechanisms might be uncovered? What new insights might be uncovered? And that's a very productive way to look at it. I mean, it's honestly what I've done in my own work. Some of my most successful, uh, like, uh, you know, academic work is, is my journal articles that are like, what if Marx in Capital Volume One was writing about data? Uh, like, what would he say? Right? Or like, what if Marx in Capital Volume 3 was writing about platforms? What would he say? Right? Like, and that's how I come, you know, and I think that kind of like going back to basics, that kind of historicization, that reframing of things on a different, according to like a different perspective, a different approach is really crucial because so much of the crypto discourse, I think it's really stale because it's also been captured in all these ways. Like I was just on a panel recently uh, for big data and society, the journal that I actually, you know, published the when data is capital piece in and all that. And I was on a panel with some other really great people like, you know, um, past guest of the show, Olivier Jutel was on there, right. It was a panel about blockchain and trust. Um, and immediately like, you know, in my opening kind of comments on the panel, I kind you know, I kind of blew like, like, you know, tried to flip it and reverse it by being like, why are we even talking about trust? Like, we are taking trust so much more seriously as a core tenant of blockchain than any of the blockchain uh, investors or boosters or entrepreneurs do, right? Like, they use it, they use trust cynically uh, as a justification to do whatever they want to do. We are like, you know by taking it seriously we're treating it wait we're treating the idea that blockchain has anything to do with trust way more seriously than any of the actual like investors or entrepreneurs in the in blockchain do um and i think we risk doing the same exact stuff with you know with crypto when we take it seri, when we try to take it seriously on the parameters that they have cynically laid out on the battleground that they have cynically set for us, um, when they're not even interested in playing by those rules themselves.
1: We'll free, we'll free everybody. No, but you're right. You know, we'll free everybody from, from the, from that mental prison. I mean, because I think it is true. Like a lot of, a lot of this ground is seeded by them and their, sh- and their games and, sh- and their shenanigans. Right. How do we, how do we move around in a way that avoids falling for their trap? Uh, falling for the trap of you know, kind of operating with their assumptions and legitimizing their arguments, and and advancing their you know ideas, their embedded ideas, their hidden assumptions when we reject the whole thing entirely. And part of it is hard because you have to speak on some sort of common terms and language and understanding. And a lot of that has already been furnished by them. But, you know, it's stuff like this that pushes against it and shows, oh, actually, this is bullshit. Or a better way to understand it is a historical example. And so we can undermine it and we can understand that historical example is fraudulent and we already have a way of thinking about it. And this way is not the shiny, glitz, digital, technical a technological way of thinking about it, but actually just in—you know—just uh, old wine in a new skin. Exactly. exactly.